Hello. That was good. Hello. Hello. And welcome back. Welcome back to the Straight to Middle podcast with me, Harper Jackson. Me, Ollie Young. And me, Harry. Just Harry. Just Harry. Welcome back. Hello. How are you boys today? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah? Feeling good. Just had a steak bake. My dad got a me one steak from Greg's. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's quite early in the day for a steak bake. I feel. No, I know, it's but not. I was. Uh, oh. Yeah, no, it's not actually. A steak bake is a morning dish. Harper, that's a snack. I would not say a steak bake is a morning steak dish. Steak bakes are appropriate after ten. After ten. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel was, like at I, least half twelve. Oh uh, no! Whoa! No! No! Like no that's lunch. That's thing. actually starting to get late in the day. Yeah, that's getting pretty. A bit you too can't late. really have a steak bake after like three. You see, a steak bake, Harper, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's in that sweet middle spot between between breakfast and lunch, really. Mm. That's when... Or you can have a steak bake with your lunch, I'd say that. But after lunch, you know, in the afternoon pushing evening, that's a bit... You know, you, you're probably doing something a bit wrong in your life if you're having a steak bake at those times. Yeah, so you're calling out people who have steak bakes after three o'clock? Yeah. Yeah. I apologise. I should say I've never had a steak bake in my life, so I don't really know what I'm asking. Have you not? No, They're great. Yeah, I'm not a fan of them, but I understand the etiquette. Etiquette. Et, 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 et. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. like. Uh, I prefer. I prefer just a traditional pasty. Just a Cornish pasty. It's fair enough. Oh, I don't you like know, Cornish different strokes for different folks. Do you not? Nah. You a sausage What's... roll man? I am a sausage roll man, but if I, I was going to that. Greg's, what I would get is a uh, sausage, cheese, and bean melt. Oh. Ugh. Uh, there should be never beans should not be in pastry. Yes, they should. I, no, they should not be in pastry. Have you ever had a cheese and bean toasty? No, no, because they make me uncomfortable. Oh, what? Look, <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is that the cheese and bean melt is one of the best things Greg serve. If I, I've I've been to Greg's very few times in my life, but the best thing to get from there, I would have to say, is the vegan sausage roll. I don't know I, if you can say. I don't know if you can have that opinion if your opening gambit is. I haven't been to Greg's very many times in my life. Yeah, you clearly have not sampled all there is to sample. You've not all had right. any of the all goods. Right. All right. Uh, well, because the vegan sausage roll, it's mm. good. It represents the minority that are vegans, but it is not the best dish in no. Greg's. I would say it is. I personally, I enjoy it over a normal one. I yeah, but this is coming from a pret-a-manger mm. fanboy. Mm. You know, an what I mean? ivory so tower it's coming from mindset. The- it's come from a different class, really. All right, all right. Well, I sincerely apologise for ever having a stance on Greg's. I'll never talk about it again, if that makes you happy. That's all right. You've made your mistake, and you've yeah, learned from you it. Know, as long as you've accepted that you were wrong, that's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, I feel like I've accepted my, my, my wrongness. Ah, good. Look at that. We Three minutes of content just from a steak bake. That's what you call quality podcasting. Quality content. Do you know what? I've, I've got. To, I'm doing something today after this that I'm. I'm actually very excited about. What are you doing? Yeah. I'm what, going what, to th- what are you doing? I'm going to therapy. Really? With a I'm therapist. I'm going to therapy after this. With a real life therapist. Wow. I'm very excited. I Is feel that like... costing you a lot of money to go? Oh, and speak with a, a lot of money. A lot of money. Oh, it's in no, Bath as well. Is it going to be social distanced? Social I assume so. I assume I'm going to walk in and she's going to like shake my hand and like, know, give me a hug. She's going to touch your face. I always, like, you're right, mate. 
I have like this preconceived idea of a therapist, and mm. if I ever go and see a therapist, I'm going to be sourly disappointed if it's not a beautifully decorated room with great taste that has a lovely, well-designed, at least thousand-pound chair for me to sit in. You and want an at least thousand-pound chair in a matching chair of similar cost. Yeah. Um, with you know, with an with a nice notepad next to them, and they're dressed very well. If if the therapist isn't that, then I don't want it. I can imagine Harry going into a, a therapist's mm. room and then just saying, "This isn't good enough. I'm not opening up about my feelings." <laughs> I feel so, like the therapist I, would take a lot from that. Mm, you know, mm, I feel it's like, like mm, she, I feel like they take a lot from. I imagine you like patting down the chair before you sit on it, like, inspecting it for a good ten minutes, and be like, "How much is this?" Mm, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. But I would instantly judge the therapist on their room. Well, I, I wouldn't have a thousand pound chair. It's got to be. It's, it's got to be like a nice, tasteful. I don't know, man. It's good to have yeah. standards, you know. I think if I, I imagine therapist's office. Mm. I imagine, uh, I imagine a darker room, you know, a bit more of a, oh, a gothic feel. Yeah. You know, it's got to have a dark, you know, wood or brick finish on the wall. What? Uh, okay. I expect maybe a portrait or something in the room. Um, a portrait? You want a, a dark portrait? Oh, yeah. a oh, dark... There needs to be expensive looking art as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There needs to be expensive and, and looking art to, to show that they have class. Provocative, you know what I mean? It has to have. It has no, to be a no, provocative no, no. image no, no. that right. makes and you feel things. No, no. Imagine a dark, going to a therapist. A dark... You've got really, you've got some, some issue. You've got some, something you want to talk about. Obviously, you've got some dark problems. Yeah. You go to therapy. You're sitting there overly expensive £1,000 chair yep. with a fucking portrait hanging over a fireplace I yep. assume you're imagining everything's leather and wood yep. you know there's probably whiskey yeah, in the corner exactly, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what you're expecting you expect to walk into a therapist if I walked into a therapist office like that I'd, I'd be like I don't want to talk about my problems here I would well, feel comfortable I'd be I'm like expecting. wow this person this person has taste this person is refined this, this person, person is going to refine my mind. I want to tell them about my feelings. I, yeah. I expect them also to uh, wear their glasses at the tip of their nose and then. Oh, I don't expect that. No. no, I don't want them to look down at me. I want them to be on my level. I want them to appear a higher <laughs> no, level than me. But I want them to talk to me like I'm on their level. <laughs> okay. I mean, that makes sense. You don't want to go into therapy and be condescended. Be like, well, I don't feel like that. Well, well, I you walk in and they go, oh, <laughs> are you mentally ill? Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. sad. Oh, I like, oh uh, somebody sad. The I, image that I Harper's that. just made, where they listen to all their all your issues, just go. Well, I've never felt that. It's like, <laughs> well, that's not the point, is it? It's like it's like the therapist in Afterlife. He just oh, like he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. just come out with me and the boys and have a pint. You'd be all right. What was oh, his I friend's name? What was his friend's name? Again? Ratty and the nonce. <laughs> Ratty and the nonce. <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm. Oh, yeah. What if I'm your therapist is like that? Would would you take what a pint? What do you do? What Hypothetically, do? would you would you go for a pint with your therapist? <laughs> no, they offered... absolutely not. Especially not if the therapist is like him. <laughs> if my I therapist think... is like, oh, your f- fucking problems, man, fucking problems. You know, I've got my own issues. If they went like that, I'd be, I'd be like, what? Do you want to talk about them? Like what? I don't know. I would not say, do you want to talk about your issues? I'd say, I'm paying you to talk about my issues here. If you want to talk about your issues, pay someone else for them to talk about them with them. See, my issue, my issue with, um, I've been to therapy twice before, and I'm just a bit too polite sometimes. I'm a bit too polite to either say no or or to be honest about some some of the things I do or have done. I'm a bit too like, "Mm, no, no, sir. No, thank you. 
Um, trying to fondle you. I don't think you have to be no. polite to the therapist. I think yeah, you just I have to tell the that. truth. Mm. So Harper. Yeah. Please, when you go to your therapy, tell the truth because then they can help you. And, if they don't and that applies for anyone else listening. Out. Tell the truth. But also, if you walk into the room and it, it doesn't it provoke feelings of of power, then um, leave. Of oh, power. If there's no, if there's no beautiful chair, if there's no, if there's no painting on the wall that makes you question life, that makes you feel something. Mm. If there's no beautiful wallpaper, if there's no big, big like window that lets in a lot of natural light. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, the therapist the isn't wearing a well-fitted suit or blouse, yep, depending on ma- male or female, or, you know, if if they don't look well put together, if, if, there's there's a lot of factors, man. There's a lot of factors. So tell the truth, unless they aren't all of those things. Don't no, talk. If, still if tell not the any truth. of those don't things, then don't go in. You know, <laughs> don't pay them. Don't give them your money. <laughs> all right, lovely. No, lovely. But, yeah, have fun. Thanks, man. Um, I'll, I'll have, you know, as much fun as you can when talking about trauma. Yeah. But, you know, if you see, if, you, if you're listening, and over the next ten weeks, or however many weeks I can afford, uh, you, you, you go, ooh, he's changed. That's good. That's, that's if positive. You, if you go, oh, he hasn't changed. Then, that's not good. <laughs> what if you change for the worse? What if I change yeah, for the what worse? If they you, what, yeah. if they, what if this therapist... Gives you more psychological trauma. I'd 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 probably just ignore it. I like don't the rest think these are the right questions to be asking, though. No, why would you? St- I'm stop, sure I your therapist is going to be brilliant. I'm sure they're very qualified, and I'm sure they have a at least a blazer on. Yeah, no, and and, and a tie, and a tie, <laughs> and a tie. Ties are tie. important. All right, all right. Well, I guess that doesn't move on, but we'll move on anyway. Uh, this week, this week we've got something. Um, I'm trying to work out how best to describe it, but this week, basically, we're trapped on an island. Straight to the middle is trapped on their own individual islands. Oh, and we're going to discuss everything and anything that you're allowed to bring, or have there, or is already there. I like it. So it's really, you know, your your, fi- your final days. You're never getting off this island. This is this is this is the end for you, um, and you you've you've accepted this. So you're but you and you've got some some pleasures with you because you've been on the plane. You're going on holiday, maybe maybe you're travelling for work, maybe you know. So you know, all right, all right. This it's is like the lost. first first holiday after Corona. Lockdowns been lifted fully. Okay. Everyone's been vaccinated. People are still wearing masks. The world is moving on. Can the we tell is... our story of how we got trapped on the island? I'm a, I'm happy to have this story. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I've got one. If um if if one of us has something on our island, does that mean the others can't have it? Because um... you said something about taking a celebrity. So if I had a celebrity on my island, does that mean you two can't have the, the same yeah, celebrity? So if That's, I had yeah, George Clooney, it... could you not have George Clooney? Are, is are you going to bring George Clooney? I don't know. I might. I don't know if he'd be qualified. <laughs> Qualified? I don't know who is qualified for being trapped on an island. Bear Girls. Bear Girls I, I don't is know not if he's qualified. qualified. I think he's just an actor. I'm not taking him, but still, I'm just saying. I think he would. No, be. I'd probably bit... take um, Steve Irwin's son. He would be quite good. Yeah. What Steve Irwin's son? Called? I'd say Steve Backshaw. Oh, Steve Backshaw. Yeah. Mm, he's I don't know if he's just well. as bad as Bear Girls though. 
Just as no, bad. Whoa, did, don't cover get, Batchel. No, 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 don't cover Batchel. He did get wrestled by a gorilla, though, didn't he? Also, he, he got, got wrestled by a, by a gorilla. by a caiman. Yeah, he, uh, there was like a baby gorilla, like, fully tackled him. I fuck off well, that like a, a baby gorilla tackle. fully tackles Steve Nah, look Batchel. it up. You can watch the video. It like was it, it on like Deadly just... Sixty? Did this yeah. happen on Deadly Sixty? They were 60? looking at the gorillas, yeah. and then um, Steve was like, "Look, it's a baby gorilla." And then the gorilla got angry, and it ran at him just and just like grabbed his legs. <laughs> I, I, have you? I switched on to Dave the other day, and it had a, a documentary with Steve Backshaw. Uh, he was exploring this unexplored jungle that people mm. have never been in. And it was very exciting. He said it wow. took them 20 years to actually plan and do the expedition. 20 years? 20 years. That's a long this time. man had the patience to do a 20 year expedition. That's oh. who I want on my island with me. Is That's he, who I'm taking. What with I me. wonder about those 20 years is every single day thinking, like, oh, the expedition, we've got to walk south. You know? Like, is every day spent like that? Or is, every, or is it like once no, a year no, no, you no. go. No, it oh. took 20 years for them to plan it. He didn't. He wasn't stuck in a jungle for twenty years. No, I'm not saying he was stuck. I got. I understood that. I didn't think he was stuck. But you know, like planning it. Do you plan it every day? I don't know. I've never planned anything for. 20 I reckon years. it would be a, a once every six months. You meet up and you you do a bit of planning. Well, you have a little for a couple pints, of weeks. Have a little you have like up. a yeah. You have like a, a planned convention. Wow. Because you have to find convention. somewhere to land the helicopter deep in the jungle. Because there was so much jungle. Yeah. So they had to go down river because there's so much jungle where it would take like a week to go like two miles because you'd have to cut through every single bit of jungle to get through well just walking surely you could just walk yeah. over a tree though no because it's not like a natural it's not like a public footpath you know this isn't well, yeah I, I don't know. to be fair i've never been in, in uh undiscovered jungle so but there was a there was a river on it so they they flew a helicopter mm-hmm. down to and they found a, a place where they could land and it was like you know inches away from trees and things like that you know dangerous helicopter piloting stuff and uh then they just got in kayaks and went down and explored you know bits and pieces wow wow yeah wow steve backshaw so are you bringing steve backshaw to your i'm bringing steve backshaw yeah did we take two celebrities um i'll give you i'll give you i'll give you two okay i'm gonna i'm also gonna take because you said a, fee- a male and a female celebrity. Well, let's let's we'll come back to your female celebrity. Okay. Yeah, we need we'll to find back. out where these islands are first. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got. I oh, sorry, I got too excited. We need you to actually wait, do, yeah. do the orange gun a little bit there. Harry, do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to begin? Yeah. I feel like you've got a nice little well, island I'd... to go to. There I was, holidaying, in uh, in uh, Cornwall. And I thought to myself, <laughs> "Wow, this is a beautiful, beautiful day." So why don't I go out? Why don't I rent a paddleboard and go for a paddleboard around the cliffs? Uh-huh. So I was paddleboarding when all of a sudden a um, a giant fish surfaced next to me. Mm. I go, hello, the fish. And the fish replied, nothing, because he's a fish. And then he started <laughs> pushing my paddleboard. And I was like, can you please stop? I, I'm, I've, got, I've got family on, on the beach. <laughs> And obviously the fish still didn't listen because he was a fish. And the fish pushed me on my paddleboard all the way to the Caribbean. Caribbean! <laughs> 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 from Cornwall to the Caribbean. <laughs> from Cornwall. From Cornwall. Did you not think of any point that maybe she just jump off and try and swim back? 
I thought you were going to say the Lake of Taunton. Also, I thought got this a, would be a Fishboy story. Oh, you got a no, paddle. No, no, no. Whacking. Whacking with the paddle. No, no. What you don't understand is this fish could swim at 200 mile an hour. And so the second the second he started pushing me, I was already I was already much too far away from the shore to ever make my way back. So I thought, well, I'm in for the long run now. Hopefully I'll end up in America. So I, um, so I held on, and as he pushed me, and I landed yeah. on, a, on an island, which um, I believe was just off the Caribbean. When I say just off, I think about a thousand miles. Oh, so not just off? No. That's a okay. long way. Quite a while away from the Caribbean. No, but what suggested to me there might be Caribbean was I found a bottle of rum, and it said Caribbean rum. And um, so <laughs> I get Caribbean rum here. This so is... I um, hopped off my paddleboard and had a sip of the rum and thought about my next move. Okay. All right. All right. So you've had a sip of the rum. Yeah. That's that's your first. That's your first treat, by the way. Okay. That's fine. That's, that works for uh, me. It's a big bottle. Big bottle. All right. What are you, what are you doing next? Well, I think I'm going to explore the island. Okay. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that and what you find. Ollie. Okay. How did you get trapped? So I went I went on holiday to uh Los Angeles, you know. Mm. As I oh, do. LA. As I, do. I would I could never imagine you going to LA for a holiday. <laughs> Home of the stars. <laughs> I uh I was going there to do some networking, make some business deals for the podcast, things like that. Could you imagine know, Ollie networking in LA? <laughs> 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 so I was doing some networking, doing some business deals as a chief negotiator for the for the podcast. I was, you know, getting contracts signed. We're contracts not, we're not. I was getting contracts signed. You know, deals were done, deals were made, hands were sh- shook, and then suddenly Shaken. Harrison Ford said to me, "Hey, great. do you want to do you want to go on a, a a trip in my plane?" And I said, uh, "That sounds fun." Say no to Ford. And uh, I went in the plane, and I was there. Then Steve Baxter was there as well, and so was um. Sigourney Weaver. Wow. Sigourney Weaver? Yeah, that's he was quite there a mix. <laughs> um, Steve so Baxter, Sigourney Weaver. Me, Steve Baxter, Sigourney Weaver were there, and uh, I, was in, I was in the co-pilot seat because Harrison said, you know what, I trust you. You're clearly a man of great skill. I didn't mention mm. that I was colourblind, which meant I wouldn't be able to fly the plane. But, you know, I thought this is fun. Uh, Harrison Ford Wait, taking you're co-piloting the plane? Yeah. Um, Just because, okay. And then suddenly we, we were flying over the ocean, and there was a thunderstorm. Mm. And we got lost very quickly, and uh, you know all the all the the meters and stuff were going mental, and um, then the plane got struck by lightning. Wow! And it was beginning to go down. And Harrison said, "Oh no, there aren't any golf courses out here that I can land on. I don't know where to go." So he grabbed a parachute and bailed. And I said, "Harrison, that's very cowardice of you. I don't I don't approve of that." So I took control. And being colorblind, yeah, I yeah. Uh, steered it towards the ocean. I thought, you know, the ocean's soft. Uh, the and ocean's then... soft. <laughs> and then Steve Baxter came in and said, "Wow, that's deadly." And uh, don't we don't <laughs> use his catchphrase. <laughs> that was a cheap. That was cheap. I'm sorry. Um, and then Sigourney Weaver hit me in the face and took control of the plane and instead steered us lightly into the w- water. Uh, the soft water or the hard water. We, we, we then swam out and arrived on what I can only describe as an island that seemed to be in the, the Pacific Ocean somewhere. 
and uh, we just said, well, what what do we do from here? And uh, Steve <laughs> said, well, I'll, I'll go help us find some food. Um, Sigourney, you're quite you're quite a strong person. You can uh, maybe help get some firewood. And Ollie, you just stay there because you're pretty useless in this situation. So I sat still. Oh, to be fair, you've you know you. You helped pilot for a couple of minutes. I did, I did. Well, I said, I said, well, you see, Mr. Steve, I did do D of E, so I know my <laughs> norths and my souths. And Listen, he said, if you where's did the community north? project started, I did do NCS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, uh, I said you know, I, I, I've done my charity, my charity work in my time. I know my north and souths. I said, just tell me where the sun is and I'll, I'll tell you where mean? north and south what is. What does that mean? You've done, you know your north and south. What? I know how to navigate. Harper, oh, okay, okay. Across the high seas. I said we need to make a, a, a raft of some sort, and uh, you see this this island was littered with just waste and plastic and all sorts of things that people have polluted the ocean with. Mm. So mm. I said if we use we can use some of the things here. If we walk along the beach, we may be able to find some things that are useful. So uh, then we set off and walked along the beach. And I don't. I'll, think I'll pause it there. Else. I'll pause it there. I'll yeah, pause I it there. Say, I can't think of anything else. So thank you. So you, you, all right, you nice. So, so you've got Sigourney Weaver and Steve Backshaw on your island. Yeah. Harry, Harry, you've just had your rum. You yeah. You're gonna find out who's on the island soon. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's see from you, Harper. Okay. So I've been invited on a yachting holiday. Um. So, so, and I, and by a mystery, a mystery guest, I've, I get this, I get a letter in the post Ooh. saying, dear Harper, please join me, the, this mystery question mark to join me on my yacht. And I go, oh, okay. I'd like to go on a yacht. I've never been on a yacht before. So I, uh, I take a, I take a flight to, to Canada and uh, I get off. I go to the the Great Ocean of Canada. Wow, the Great the ocean Great Ocean of Canada. Of Canada the great Canadian the spaceship. Ocean. The Great Canadian Ocean. Uh, I get there, uh, and I, I get I get on this yacht, and and blow and behold, it's only bloody Robert da- Downey Jr. <laughs> of course, it wow. is. Of course, it's it only is. bloody Robert you Downey Jr. He's like, yo, what's up, man? You good? You good on he my own? I love the podcast. And I'm like, hey man, it's good to hear it. I'm glad to see you're a middler. Uh, so, so it's just it's just me and Rob, just me and Rob uh, on the yacht. We're just discussing life, you know, discussing early childhood, what his like, what was mine like, see if they compare. And then all of a bloody sudden, all of a bloody sudden, there's there's a massive storm. Oh goodness! It's a massive storm, and we're we we yachting, you know, off the coast of Canada, uh, and and we get we get blown. Blown over, capsized, and what, we're all run. Pardon? A yacht got a yacht. That's a, a yacht. Wow, that's a strong wind. Mm, it's a it's a super yacht as well. You know, on those ones you see on like <laughs> oh, there's crazy the lives ones, of yeah. the super like rich. Hundred million dollars. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All paid for by avoiding tax. Um, so we're on this yacht gets capsized, and then like Rob, what do we do? Rob, Rob. And he's like, bro, don't worry, don't worry. I got a friend on the way. Who's Iron Man? He's it's not Iron Man because he's not Iron Man in real life, is he? Oh, is it Drake? No, it's not Drake. Did he like put the Iron Man costume on and like press down and realize he's not actually a superhero? I don't think the 
it's CGI, I think, mate. I don't think that's a nah, real it's Iron Man. Facts. I saw a video. All right. Well, so he's not he's not wearing his practical effects suit. That's for sure. Because it doesn't exist. Because it doesn't exist, and he's just an actor. And then and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we get a knock on the door underwater. Um. <laughs> Wait, is so you trusting the boat underwater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so the boat's underwater. The the water hasn't all come in yet. Some of the glasses remained intact, if that's possible. I Might see. Be. And uh, and uh, all of a bloody sudden, in comes Helena Helena Bottom Carter. Wow, that was Another a surprise to me. Mix. That was a very that was a big surprise to me. Helena Bottom Carter comes in, and I'm like, hey, you all right? And she's like, hey. I've I've got this. I've got a helicopter outside. Hop on in. <laughs> in the ocean. In the ocean. So so we so we get on the so so we swim out and we get into this helicopter. Um and then and then we get shot down by oh, wow. uh the Canadian uh armed forces. Wow. And we land like this. Yeah. I, I assume Canada has Canada an army. And we've got to remember that Canada is a mythical Place. Oh, it is. It's a. It's a. Um, and it's a spaceship. It's a, it's a spaceship that docked that's docked into America. So you don't yeah. know what they really have. No, know? that's very true. That's very true. Um, so, so I'm I'm deserted on an island near Canada for some reason. Nice. Oh, I like mm. it. So, what what do you have on your island so far? Does has Robert Downey Jr. bought anything? Has he got any like props from maybe like the Sherlock Holmes series or something like that? No props. I don't. Oh. I don't know if he carries around props from Sherlock Holmes, a movie that was ten years old. Doolittle. Oh, he's got tons has of props of Doolittle. The, has he he's got, got all the Blu-rays of Doolittle? He's got all. Story. He's got all the memorabilia. He's actually trying to flog it on eBay. Um, <laughs> Why are you on this island? Well, we're on this island. Yeah, yeah. He's um, he's managed to sneak on. I was buying it. A wireless router and uh, a laptop. Okay, so mm-hmm. on the island. Yeah. Is it cold? Is it a cold island? Because it's Canada, Northern Hemisphere. No, no, it's quite warm. Not nice and warm. Is it when you say not quite warm? Is it like war? Like you know, nice and warm, or is it boiling? Is it like tropical, tropical heat? You know, you, you'd get you'll get sweaty, but but um, not unbearable. You'd also you'll get cool. You know, you okay. get cool in the shade. Okay. So, are there what, what's the what are there are there palm trees? Are there standard trees? Are there are there animals? There's some palm trees. There's an oak tree in the center. Oh, wow. very. There's an strange. oak tree. Um, there is a miniature willow tree. Okay. Lots of different trees. Lots of different trees. A couple of bonsais. Um, I got a bonsai behind me right now. Just had to say that. I, okay. Um, I don't know what else to ask. That's uh, fair. That's fair enough. Let's get back to Harry's. Okay. Harry. You're on your island with who's myself. there? Okay. Yeah, just yourself. So, after landing on the island, I decided I had to see where I was, have a scope of the island. So I began walking. the The island is skirted by beach, all the way around okay. the outside. Is it a sandy beach or a pebbly beach? It, sandy beach. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, that's important. I um, I I see forest. Um, the beach is about 150 meters long. No, sorry, deep really into the sure. island. Okay. So, um, and then I look 
forward and there's forest in front of me, right? Mm. That begins after the beach. So I decide to walk that way while I see there's lots of trees growing fruit um, and there's coconuts. So I, I know there's some food source in that way. Mm. So I decide to climb one of these trees to get an idea of what the island's like. So I pick out one of the tallest ones I think I can get up the top to and I climb it. Boop, boop, boop. I get up it and I look. This island has beach, mm. then forest, and then in the center, there is like a field, a clearing a with field. a large field. Okay. And I look at the field and I see a crashed plane. <gasps> and I think, wow, a crashed plane. And so I climb down from the tree and I walk towards the field. It takes about half an hour. The jungle is quite dense. I get to the clearing and there's a man sat next to the plane, sobbing gently to himself. Mm. I walked over. It's when I realised it's Tom Hanks. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's Tom Hanks. <laughs> Full circle for him. And I go, wow, Tom, you're Tom Hanks. And he goes, yes. And he goes, sorry, he goes, yes, I'm Tom Hanks. I'm just, who are you? And I go, I'm Harry. <laughs> And um, you say I'm Harry like that. This man, this man is sobbing. You're like I'm Harry. And I go, Are you okay, Tom? And he goes, Yes, I'm okay. And I was like, Okay, no, you're not okay, Tom. But then I have a look at the plane. The doors open, so I, I just climb inside. And when when I look inside, I see a tag, a sort of something on the plane, uh, words. Okay, and I read them. It says property of Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, no. Oh, why are you making Tom Hanks a nonce? No, no. Whoa. You haven't heard the full story. So I think to myself, oh, no. You Tom think, Hanks you a nonce. You think Epstein spray-painted his plane? <laughs> no, he didn't spray No, it's like it's like a nice golden bit of lettering. You know? Oh, right. Oh, oh, so, okay. Not a pedo. Right, so I go back out. I'm like, Tom, that's Jeffrey Epstein's plane. And he goes, I know. And I was like, Tom, what are you doing with this plane crashed here on a Caribbean island? And he, Tom explained to me... It's that, not the Caribbean. Um, if, it's a fight, if it's a thousand miles away, it's not the Caribbean. I want to make that clear. Yeah, it's, it's just the Atlantic island, mate. Okay, don't. well, I'm... You know. You can call it the Caribbean all you want. That's fine. I'm well, sorry. As far as Harry knows, it's the Caribbean so far. As far, as, as, far as I know. Apologies, apologies. I say, I say to Tom, I say, what are you doing with this plane? And he explained to me that um, after the happenings with Jeffrey Epstein, a man approached him... Um, and put a gun to his head and said, there's a plane. He gave him the location and he told Tom to get rid of it. Now, what, you're, you're, you're probably sat there thinking, why Tom? Why, why have they asked Tom to do that? Mm. Tom was a double agent for, cool. um, for, no, not a double agent. Yeah, a double agent, yes. maybe, for the, for the CIA. Mm. And um, he was investigating Jeffrey Epstein. Well, and had, interesting. he had, could they create this whole persona of Tom Hanks purely so he could infiltrate Jeffrey Epstein but obviously now because he had made himself so close and they were so close to exposing him before he died that they um that they now need to get rid of the plane right that Epstein people need to get rid of the plane because mm. it's the last bit of evidence incriminating him right just imagine this. I think I think there's a lot. Okay, of okay. There's a bit more. There's a bit more. But th this okay. is like the damning <laughs> evidence. Uh, this uh, is the, the damning the plane evidence. Plane is the damning evidence. I mean? it, okay. It's evidence the plane existed. They say to Tom because they think he's a high up within that world. Do you know what I mean? They say Tom, we need to get rid of this plane. 
Um, and so Tom obviously goes back to the CIA and says they want me to get rid of the plane. And the CIA say, look, you're going to have to look like you're going to get rid of the plane. So they task Tom, after training him with how to fly a plane, to go and fly the plane to the Bermuda Triangle, where they had instructed him mm-hmm. to crash the plane into it and um, and get rid of it. That's what they wanted Tom to do. But instead, the CIA said, look like you're about to do that, but turn around just before the triangle. Unfortunately, <laughs> they didn't train Tom very well, and he crashed a plane into the island. And okay. that's how I met him. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. So that's the story. So Tom Hanks is a good man. Yeah. Tom Hanks is a special agent for the CIA who was tasked with bringing down... Jeffrey Epstein's paedophile ring. And you're saying the only reason Tom Hanks became an actor is because it's all a front. So so Toy Story is really a No, lie. he's he's a real actor, but Harper, before that he Toy was an Story agent. Was already a lie. It wasn't real in the first place. No, I understood that. It's bloody animation. But you know, Toys could still move. So he didn't. He didn't. Are you saying he didn't believe in his character? No, he did believe in his character. He He was was a a brilliant actor, actor, but didn't care for any of it. He was an agent, but he happened. No, he he happened to be an agent, but he was a world class. He was a world class actor as his cover, and so he was this world class actor because Mm. he was still the actor, but secretly, he was an agent. Okay. Okay, so you got you got Secret Service Tom Hanks yep. sobbing because yep. he he did actually crash the Epstein plane. Yeah. And you're just there like, you're right, mate. What's wrong? Yeah, but obviously now I've discovered what's happened. Mm. So but what I say to Tom, then? I go, it's okay, Tom, because I found a bottle of rum on the beach. So do you want to go for a drink and we can work things out? And he says, yeah. So me and Tom, we walk back to the beach when all of a sudden, Jodie Comer falls from the sky. Falls from the sky? Yeah. Okay. 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 So you've got Jodie Comer yep. and, and Tom Hanks. Yeah. So um, so I go, oh, Jodie Comer. Why are you here? And she says in a Liverpudlian accent, which I can't do. Um, Liverpool. Eich. I- Hey, she hey, goes, hey, I'm from Liverpool. She goes, hey, I can't do it. <laughs> that was German. Hey, hey. <laughs> what <laughs> you um, Jodie says that she'd fallen out the she sky. Is, she, is, she is the one who played Villanelle on um, Yeah, she said she fell out the sky after going paragliding um, in training for her next role as a paraglider. But she'd fallen out of her harness. And um, and that's why she'd land on the island. And so I suggest that we all sit down for a drink and plan our mm. next move. And um, so that's why it's lucky we had a big bottle of rum. Because you had to share it between three of you. Yeah, now, now you know, the supply will dwindle because mm. there's three of us. So we sat down and um, began our plan. Began your plan. Okay, mm. interesting. We'll come back to that. Back on back on Pacific, uh, unnamed Pacific Island, um, you know, uh, I I began to walk down the beach and found I found uh, I found some walkie-talkies on the ground. 
and they were undamaged. And I also found some some batteries next to them as well, which is very convenient. And I said, I said, uh, Sigourney Weaver and Steve Actual, you you take you take a walkie-talkie. I'll take a walkie-talkie. We can split up if we if there's any issues. We just we just radio in. We say you know help us out. Um, so I'm walking down the beach and I found I found a large sheet and I said, oh, this could be used as a sail. So I I you know picked it up, brought it back to our little base camp that we'd set up. You found a sheet on this Pacific island. Yeah, because it's okay. it's got filled with litter, isn't it, Harper? It's filled with just oh, of course. rubbish that people have dumped. Sorry, I forgot about that. And then I hear in the distance, I hear I hear music, and I think I set, and then I I radio in and say, uh, King Julian, and Steve, uh, there's there's music playing. I'm gonna go investigate, but if I don't call back in about three hours, then you know, come find me. So I'm walking towards because uh, by the way there's a jungle as well there's a jungle right next to the beach I didn't specify that I walk into the jungle and it's a uh, country house by blur that's playing very loudly and I I walk towards the source of the music and then I see what seems to be an indigenous tribe of some sort wow. and they turn around and they and they they don't know of course they're, they're very surprised they've never seen someone on their island before and they say why are you here? And I say, well, how do you know English first of all? And they say, well, you see, lots of uh, music, we too pl- have been lots colonized. of battery-powered <laughs> music players have landed on this beach, and lots of Britpop has also landed on the beach. So we've learned English through the memes of Britpop. <laughs> they say we're very big Oasis and Blur fans, you know. And I said, oh, so who do you think won the war of Britpop? And they said, well. In the long run, we reckon Damon Album won overall because of his success with Gorillaz. But overall, we're, we're a fan of both Oasis and Blur. And I say, oh, very interesting view. And they say, anyway, ignoring that, why are you here? You're on our island. This is our land. We have heard about, you know, you English people colonising these islands. And I say, I, I'm not here to hurt you. I just, I just, you know, fell off. I just, I'm here on the island because uh, Harrison Ford crashed his plane. And they say, we don't know who Harrison Ford is. And then they capture me and <laughs> lock me in a cage. And they, they lock say, you in a fucking cage. Yeah, because wow. they're scared. They don't know who I am. I'm an outsider yeah, to them. And uh, just before, you know, they lock me in the cage, I press on the, the talk button on my walkie-talkie so then Sigourney Weaver and Steve Batchel can hear this. And, uh, you know, it, it soon then it hits the dead of night. And it's night time. I'm stuck in this cage. Don't know what to do. I'm quite scared. Mm. I've shat myself three times at this point. Oh no! Have you still got your trousers times. on. Hmm. Have you Three still got your trousers on? No, they gave me they gave me fresh pairs each time. Uh, what? <laughs> you shut yourself in. <laughs> and then, well, like the second you put them on, you just shut yourself again. You're like, oh. F- well, I, I, I see. I shut myself in the same pair of trousers twice because I saw them come up to me again, and they had because you know they have they have weapons, and I was just scared that uh, they were going to hurt me, so uh, I shut myself again. But then, in the dead of the night, I suddenly heard. A knock on the cage, and I turned around, and it was Sigourney Weaver. You had a knock. Sigourney okay. Weaver was there, and I was like, "Oh, Sigourney, why, why are you here?" She said, "I'm here to rescue." What do you mean, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> she said, "I'm here." Sigourney. To... I said, "I'm here. She, I'm here to rescue you." And I said, "Okay, thanks." And then she said, "I've had enough of just being with Steve. He keeps going on about animals and stuff, and I don't care." So then she busts me out of the cage, mm. and. 
Then, uh... I like how Sigourney Weaver didn't come to rescue you. She came because she was bored of Steve Batchel. <laughs> well, you know, you got you got to prioritise yourself getting off the island first. And then Steve Batchel came running in. And he came running in saying, I mean no harm, no one hurt me. And then the indigenous people just captured him instantly and said, we don't know why you're here, we just want you to leave our island. And Steve tried to explain to them that he didn't know how. Uh, but then he started rambling on saying about how he's been on tv and saying how if you want i can rank the animals on this island based on you know bite size speed do you by any chance have 60 different species yeah uh i can help you out and deadly 60 wasn't called deadly 60 because there were already 60 species no No, it was it was was because it was 60 different deadly animals but then he did then he just did more seasons oh i thought it was like like an animal per minute and oh no, no did you ever watch it and there was an animal per minute well, yeah, because they used to have those really short ones without the five minutes. Oh, yeah, they did, like, have, oh, yeah, they did this have the is, short ones. This is, the, this is a fruit bat. This is the human-sized bat. Ha-ha. And then eventually <laughs> Sigourney said, oh, I'm going to wait for a distraction and then I'll save you. And uh, so I sat still. And then Steve was still blabbering on about the animals. And eventually they said, look, shut up. We're going to burn you. So they started Fucking hell. cooking Fucking Steve Backshaw. And then Sigourney said, this is my chance and rescued me. And then we ran away. And, uh, well, Steve Baxter was just being cooked. You ran away. It's not finished yet, Harper. Wait. Oh, sorry. And then we got back to the beach and found these found things to make weapons out of, and we said, right, we've got to go rescue Steve. And as we got back, Steve was minutes away from death. And Sigourney, the, uh, the leader, what seemed to be the leader of this, these people, raised up, and he said, we are going to... He said, if you... Uh, he said, <laughs> Why are your I'm trying to think of how right to now. say it. <laughs> and he said, because uh, his arms were in the air. His arms were in the yeah. air and he said, you have trespassed on our island and we are going to. And then Sigourney Weaver threw a spear right through his throat. <laughs> and I pissed myself again because I was really scared and said, I've just shit seen a man get murdered. For the and fourth then, time you shit yourself because a spear was thrown. Yeah, well, it went through a man's neck, Harper. It was very scary. And then she said, films. she said, quick, use your bow and arrow. And I, I just sort of, Pulled back the arrow Where the a bit, fuck did you get a bow and arrow pinged from? Pinged it and it hit someone in the eye and then I, I shat myself again. How was, then... <laughs> how was Steve Batchel not being cooked in the time it took you to yeah. build an ar- a bow and he's, arrow? It's gone from rare to definitely like well done at this well, point. Well, he, he was medium at this point, but he was still alive. So then Sigourney, because he was... he was So imagine, a bit like in Star Wars when they're cooking everyone. So, you know, there's a what? stick. In, in episode six when they're going to get cooked. There's a stick over a fire... So Sigourney knocks the stick off the fire and Steve is still tied to the stick. And what Steve does, he gets up and he runs forward with the stick and he rams it down a person's throat. What the fuck? This is Steve Backshaw. He's just a guy in those animals. Why is he killing people? Well, I said, I have no clue why you lot are so used to this murder. And uh, they said, there's only one way to get on the BBC. And then I said, (laughs) okay. And then... (laughs) We cut him loose and we ran. We ran. And then we picked up our sheet. And what I hadn't realised was that Sigourney, while I was trying to track down the blur that was blurting out loud, she had made a raft and then she dug it in and then put the sails up and then we started sailing off away from the island. But the story was not yet finished. <laughs> Is that just as far as you thought? Yeah. That's fair enough. Um... Harper, what happens on your island now? Good question, Harry. So, we're in this Canadian island, and suddenly 
I'm there with Helena Bonham, Helena Bonham Carter and um, and um, Robert Downey Jr. <coughs> and I'm there with Robert Downey Jr. And uh, I, I, I turn to, I turn to Rob and I go, listen, mate. I'm really. This has not been the holiday I wanted. You know, we've ended up. We've ended up capsizing, and then being shot down from a helicopter. This is not exactly what I was after. And he was like, "Well, listen, mate. You know, uh, it's not the one I expected, but it's what usually happens to me on holidays." And I'm like, "Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough, mate." And then I turned to Helena Bonham Carter. I'm like, "You're right." She's like, "Nah, not really. This um." It's getting a bit sweaty under here, and I'm like, "Getting a bit sweaty underwear," and she suddenly takes off her face. Oh, Whoa. oh! It's Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible. No, no, it's not Tom Cruise, and uh, it's actually uh, Sasha Ronan. Sasha Ronan. Wow. Oh, and, that's and an I'm interesting like, change. And I'm like, Sasha, what are you doing here? And she's like, Sorry, I've been Hel- Helena Bonham Carter actually retired from acting five years ago, and I've been I've been playing her ever since. And I'm like, Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, and then, and then, and then Rob goes, hey, I've got this, um, I've got some leftovers. Do you want to make a fire? And I'm like, yeah, we'll make a fire. So, you know, we get up, we get some, get grab some firewoods, set that on fire with, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s breath. He's got, like, he can breathe fire. <laughs> um, Robert Downey Jr. can breathe fire. Yeah. Okay. It's feasible. Uh, you know, you you, you don't know you don't know what these these Hollywood A-listers have have had done. All right, so so Rob sets the he starts the fire. They're all sat around the fire, and and he's like, if there's one thing that you could have right now, what would you have? And uh, and Sasha Ronan goes, uh, she goes, you know, I think I would have uh, a ham and cheese toasty. And I go, okay, fair enough. Mm. And I go, you know, if I think I could have one thing right now, it would be be a hammock. And Rob goes, okay. And uh, our, producers, our producers from his back pocket, a hammock and a ham and cheese toasty. I thought you said you're producer then, and I thought you were going to suddenly change this into a thing you were on a film set, and it was all <laughs> just a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and your producer gives you a hammock. I mean, it's not too far off. Robert Downey Jr. is taking hammocks and sandwiches out of his pocket and breathing fire. <laughs> I think it's all plausible. I don't think there's anything that isn't... I don't isn't... think it's very plausible at all. I don't think you've ever met Robert Downey Jr. You know what? You've got me there. I haven't, mm. so... Have you, is there any proof that he can't breathe fire? No. Good point. It's a good, good point. point. Good point. So we're on the island, and um, I go, Rob, Rob... Listen, I'm um, I really fancy a drink. Is it okay if I have a drink? And he's like, Yeah, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. It's all good. So me and me and Sasha Ronan, we we crack open uh, a nice ice cold dark fruit each. Ugh. Oh God. Why? Because um, well, because that's that? that's all Rob had on him. That's all Rob had. What's Rob doing? Carrying around dark fruit. He's a billionaire. Yeah, but you know, sometimes sometimes simple pleasures. That's not a simple pleasure. That's not a pleasure at all. That's a simple, vile drink. All right, well, it's the whole point, you know, it's meant to be controversial. It's a controversial episode. Yeah, I bet he has okay. Maltesers next. That's not controversial at all, mate. That's just you being mental. That's, yeah, that's you just being weird. All right. So, so we crack open these, these cans of ciders, and I go, right, 
let's let's play some games. And we start playing Never Have I Ever. Um, and obviously, obviously, Rob's drinking at everything. Classic Rob. And um, <laughs> and yeah, so we just play on. We play on throughout the night. We play a game of Ring of Fire. Um, we play a game of of uh, hide and seek. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just got the imagery of you mm. playing hide and seek with Robert Downey Jr. and uh, who who's the other person? Sasha. Sasha Ronan. Sasha Ronan. And you just hiding and really, really drunk, and Robert Downey Jr. trying to find you, also drunk, and you just giggling away, just going, <laughs> <laughs> "I'm over here." <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's that's my so, so far. you're just uh, you're on your island. You're just getting pissed. You're not panicking. Yeah, with Robert about the Downey fact Jr. That you're and Sasha Ronan. What'd you say? You're not panicking about the fact that you're trapped on an island. You just uh, at this point, I'm like, you know what? What could be worse? To be fair, you're with Robert Downey Jr. and Sasha Ronan, so. Um, yeah, that's quite. I mean, that's quite a good a good lineup. If I went to the Graham Norton show and they said we got Robert Downey Jr. and Sasha Ronan on, I'd be like, "Fucking brilliant!" Would you? Do you think you'd try and control that that room? Would you try and control, control the room? No, no. When I say control the room, would you try and make you you know be? Would you make yourself the you know the? Oh, what meet me on Graham the, Norton as well? Yeah, the instigator. I was thinking of just being in the audience. No, I don't. Th- oh, I think... right. I thought I, I was. I, I was... thought you meant with you on Graham Norton as well. Oh no, I was just thinking of myself in the audience. I, I was just from the audience. You start heckling. <laughs> That's why I was confused. Just could take control. Graham, Graham. Actually, I have a question. <laughs> uh, Rob, Rob. Is it cool to call you Rob? All right, Rob. No, is the answer. No, I would not control that room. Okay, so. Could you imagine being in a room with Robert Downey Jr. and Saoirse Ronan and Graham Norton? Very intimidating. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like, um. But I feel like that'd podcast. be one that you could prepare yourself for, where you could say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna live this to the fullest. This could be the only time I get this. I'm gonna." I would get do, a memory I'd, for myself. I would do it. So I would do like shots. I'd be like, Graham, can we have some shots? And I'd be like, Yeah, right. And then I make us all do a Jaeger bomb. And then I'd be in like one of those like Facebook clips of Graham Norton being like, "This kid did a Jaeger bomb with, with bloody Cesaro and Graham Norton." Ah, <laughs> uh, you there know, you go. there you go. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. What okay. a life. So, are we back to Harry now? Are you back to oh, Harry sorry. Asking, or have you? Right. Have you got more? I, I, I've got stuff. Okay. Unless okay. Harper's is Harper done? I think oh, it's quite obvious okay. that I'm done. Okay. So, so there we are, drinking rum. And I go, how are we going to get off this island? I have a family in Cornwall. They're probably missing me. Where the right fuck now. did this family come from? Is this an imaginary family? No, it's my family. It's my mum, my dad, and my brother. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. I thought it was. I didn't know if you were like a parent all of a sudden. <laughs> and they go to me, Harry, we don't know how you got here. And I explain to them about the fish. And they go, that's weird. And I go, yeah. Well, you know. It's what it is. As is life. And when all of a sudden we hear. Arr. And I go, was that a pirate? I was gonna have pirates in mine. And then, and then, Jody Comer goes, I think that was a pirate. And then Tom Hank goes, yeah. And then we look at the rum bottle all at the same time, as if we knew it was the rum bottle. And it's grown a face. It's grown the face of the pirate Blackbeard. And he says, Ahar, where be my boat? And we go, look, Blackbeard, mate. There's, there's not any boats. <laughs> and and he and he goes, Arr, there be my boat. And then this boat rises, 
out of the sea. Um, and it's a massive pirate boat. And we sort of look at each other. Mm. And and black and we then we look at Blackbeard and we go Blackbeard, did you do that? <laughs> and he goes, I I did. And then um, we sort of look at each other. We exchange that kind of look like, wow, this is strong rum. You know what I mean? Mm. But we have to go and check if it's just the rum or if um, or if Blackbeard really does exist. So um, we, we, we walked towards the boat and we touched it and it was real. So we go back to Blackbeard and we say, Blackbeard, why have you raised your boat from the ocean? And he goes, um, he goes... Why, here be my chance to make my final voyage. A voyage to Cornwall. He says Cornwall wrong. He says Cornwall wrong. So, uh, that's just... Cornwall. Cornwall. It's like a shopping centre. Corn. So, so we go, mm. Blackbeard, you mean Cornwall? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> and then, um... <laughs> Yar. Yar. <laughs> and, um, we... And I go, that's quite handy because that's where my family is. And then... <laughs> Jodie Comer's like, oh, I'll go anywhere. And then Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks is like, I'm a CIA, CIA agent. I've been trained to go with the flow. And you think that's what they get trained with the s- flow? In he's CIA? P- he's got a PhD of keeping it real. What's going on here? <laughs> got a master's and just chilling. And so um, I grab Blackbeard and we board his ship. And I go, Blackbeard, I've never driven a ship before. And he goes... It's easy, me lover. Just hold the handle. And so I hold the handle, the steering thing. And um It's and still a wheel. I think you can still call it a steering okay, wheel. Okay, I, I hold the steering wheel. And um I say to Blackbeard, where do you want to go? And he goes, Place me on the stern. I don't know which bit the stern is. <laughs> you know what the stern <laughs> of the boat is at all. And <laughs> right. uh, no, he says he says, Place me on the starboard back porch and so I put him there and um, I say where now Blackbeard and he goes sail north and so we go north? you're saying north from the Caribbean and you're going to expect to go back to Cornwall we'll give it time alright apologies okay Ollie Okay, so we're on the raft, and oh yeah, so you've just escaped. You've just escaped this island. Yeah, Steve Backshaw's medium well done. Pulls out. She pulls out mm. a giant box. She opens the box, and there are a ton of guns in there. And I say, Sigourney, if you had these guns the whole time, why couldn't we have just threatened the indigenous people and then freed ourselves? And she said, Well, you see, I quite enjoyed just throwing a spear through a man's face. And I said, Well. I did not enjoy it at all, Sigourney. And as we were sailing... You shut yourself four times. I did shit myself. I pissed myself as well. Uh, As we were sailing through... (laughs) Why are you that? (laughs) As we were sailing through the the ocean, Mm. hopefully making our way back to uh, LA, I said, Sigourney, I've got to be there by 9am tomorrow. I've got a a deal to close. A uh, multi... A uh, two-year exclusive Spotify Spotify deal for the podcast. You know, this could be quite a big thing for us straight to the middle she said oh I've heard straight to the middle 
It's very good. Uh, I'll get you back as soon as possible. And uh, we're sailing back, and then um, a boat passes by. Mm. Well, it doesn't pass by. It's passing towards us, and we say, "Hello, can you can you help us back to uh, to the USA?" And there are American people on the boat, and they say, "They say, uh, sure thing, man. Where 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 do you want to go?" And I said, uh, uh, "We're just going back to LA." And they say, "Okay, we just came from there." And we say, "Okay, where are you going?" And they say, "We hear there's some island. We're gonna go uh, 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 take it and." You know, for for oil mining, and I said, well, if I've learned anything, that you know, killing the native population of Ireland is not a nice thing, and oil, you know, is not the most important thing in the world. And Sigourney turns to me, she said, "You're right." So she pulls out a magnum and shoots the driver in the face, um, and wow. his brains splatter everywhere, and I throw up on the floor uh, and say, <laughs> "You're really, again. you're really in a in in for a ride. Your island experience does not sound fun. It's very traumatic." And I say, yeah. Sigourney. Can we can we stop killing people? And she said, "That's the last one, I promise." And then we get on, and Steve said, "Wow, I would love to know what that strange animal that you pulled out was." Then Sigourney, and she said, "It was a revolver, Steve." And he said, "Wow, I'd love so to know. Point, I'd love to know the point. bite rating of that gun." And um, she said, "Steve, you're an idiot." And then hit him over the head with the with the butt of the gun and knocked him out. And I said, Sigourney, this isn't a film. You do realise that could cause some severe, serious brain damage. And she said, I think he's already got that. I don't think it will do any more harm. <laughs> so no. she turns the boat around. Why does Sigourney start... Weaver hate Steve Baxter in this scenario? Because he kept going on about animals. She didn't care. She wanted to get off the island. Um, and we started driving back towards LA. And I said, oh, this is good. This is good to see that... I'm finally gonna get back, you know, get that Spotify deal done, and we can, we can, I can then go home. So we get back, we land on the beach of LA, uh, <laughs> the beach of LA. The uh, beach we of just LA. land, we land on Ma- Malibu Beach. Is that a beach? Venice, yeah, Venice. I know Venice Beach is the. Venice thing. Beach. We land on Venice Beach. We just, we don't go in a dock. We just rock up on the sand and uh, jump off. And then before we jump off, though, Sigourney takes out a big tank of petrol pours it all over the boat and sets it on fire and says we'll claim the insurance on that later don't you worry and i said very very good idea sigourney and um we then i went to the offices and i was set to to close this spotify deal and steve bachelor wakes up and he goes hang on read that small wait 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 he wakes up well we were just dragging him oh okay so you know imagine i'm we've been we've dragged him in i'm wearing uh Dirty trousers because of uh, things trousers. that have happened. And your dirty clothes, we're all in tatters, yeah. we're not in the best You're shape. You're covered in poo. And they say, this is a very strange way for you to enter the meeting. And they're holding their noses going, this is really... Okay, just, just sign, sign the papers, please. And um, I'm looking, and then Steve wakes up and he goes, wait, read that small print. And I read it, and it says, from this moment onwards, upon this contract being signed, not only will you be exclusive with Spotify, but... Straight to the middle will now be owned by the US government. And I said, I'm not signing this contract. I'm not having our podcast owned by the US government. I don't want Trump anywhere near that. So Sigourney pulls out a gun again and shoots the man in the face. And I just, I, again, shit myself, piss myself. I throw up and I say, just take take it back to England, please. I don't want to see this anymore. And she says, sure thing. And then uh, she's driving me to the airport and I turn to her and I say, Sigourney, are you a psychopath? And she said, Oh, Ollie, 
how silly you are. And then she drops me off and drives, drives away, and I'm just left there wondering, why did Sigourney Weaver kill so many people? And then I went home. That's a beautiful story. Thank that, you. Wow. Wow. That was enjoyable. Okay. I, I, reckon, I reckon Sigourney Weaver will be very so, happy with how she's portrayed. You know, Ollie's <laughs> is just wrapped up. Yeah. Right? We can see how mine's probably going to wrap up. Mm. So you think. Harper's has, like, no clear ending in sight. <laughs> <laughs> so Harper's, what happens next in your story? Uh, um... Oh, all right. So, 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 Sasha Ronan, she turns to me and goes, Harper, what are we going to do? And I go, I don't know, Sasha. I don't know. I've kind of forgotten what's happened so far. But that's okay. That's <laughs> because you were so drunk. You are so drunk. So, so, so we had a very, we had a very drunken night, you know, we talked a lot on our, about shit in our hammocks. You know, we stayed up till, we stayed up till at least four in the morning. You know, just being like, what's what's your favourite part to play? And they were being like, oh, I really enjoy, you know, Rob was like, I really enjoyed Dr. Doolittle. I found that really, really good for me. And I went, oh, that's cool, Rob. That's and cool. so she goes, oh, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed playing um, uh, a little, a little woman, you know. She really enjoyed that role. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Cool. And they were like, what about you? And I was like, I don't know, bro. You know, things are just, uh, things are escalating. Things are going as they are. I mean, they're like, cool, bro. So we wake up, you know, have some breakfast, have some pancakes. Um, Sasha likes hers as crepes. I like mine as um, American pancakes. So we make them. And Rob goes, listen, I can't do this anymore. I've got I've got Iron Man 4 to get back to. And we're like, Iron Man 4? He's like, yeah, Iron Man 4. So he talks a little about Iron Man 4 and the plot and everything. Um, and then um, And then he goes, I've got a watch. I go okay. He's <laughs> like, it's but it's, it doesn't just tell the time. I'm like, okay. It's like one. Of, it's one of those special watches that if you press it, it's a, 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 an alert is sent to um, to uh, a search and rescue team. So so he presses this watch, and uh, you know, within 24 minutes, we're being picked up by um, by what we thought was uh, you know. Helpers, however, it turns out to be the Canadian RAF, which I'm sure there is a thing. Yeah, and they're like, Hey, we shot you down because you were piloting in our version of Area 51, which is actually the whole country. And we're like, Oh, oh, I'm sorry, and they're like, No, it's not good enough. So they take us back uh, to Canada. Um, we get put in you know one of the biggest trials in Canadian history. And uh, are sent to prison for a combined total of four life sentences. <laughs> wow. I honestly thought when you said that you were in their version of Area 51 that the island mm. was then going to rise and fly. And it was going to be a giant flying saucer. It I, don't know if it's I don't know if it's obvious. I, I don't have much imagination today. I don't have much joy in my life. So but you um, got trialed for I've life sentences and, just for going uh, on a yacht trip with Robert Downey Jr. Simply just for going on a yacht. So more of a story. Do you never go yachting you with, dark uh, fruits with him? Yeah, in Canada. I know in Canada they're banned. Of course. For, too for dangerous. Corruption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, Justin Trudeau was like, they're too, they're just too fizzy, um, and it's called the <laughs> Harry Law. They're too fizzy. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Harry Law, in which. Um, 
all ciders that are fizzy are banned. And if you drink anything near Canada, anything near Canada, within a thousand miles of the Canadian border, wow. you'll oh, be wow. put in Canadian prison. Impressive. Which is also known as just uh, prison. <laughs> no, it's Canadian prison. It's specific. It's mm. very it's different. It's a giant maple syrup bottle. You think that's Canadian prison, a maple syrup bottle? It's in a giant one, yeah. And because you can't. I wouldn't. Canada doesn't exist sticky. because Canada doesn't exist. Who is Justin Trudeau then? What? Alien. Never mind. He's Alien. probably just a hologram. <laughs> you look so serious. The seriousness in your eyes. <laughs> All right, Harry. Let's move on. Let's move on to your your little okay. aisle. I um, we're on the boat. We're heading north, and I go, Blackbeard, Cornwall's not north. <laughs> I, I was thinking that. And, yeah. um, and I, he goes, Aye, but Cornwall is. And I go, Blackbeard, I need to go home, okay? I, I know you're on one last voyage, and you want to you wanna catch some kind of treasure Can I ask, is Blackbeard, is Blackbeard still the rum bottle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he does he can't move. He's stuck. <laughs> As a rum bottle. As a rum bottle, yeah. Okay. Um but you know, that is what it is. And I say, look, Blackbeard, I'm gonna need a way to get home. And he goes, Arr Well you can take my personal transport, seeing as I can't use it anymore, as I am a rum bottle. And I go What what's your personal transport, Blackbeard? And he goes there be a fish that travels at 200 miles an hour that can transport a man across the seas. Oh my I go, god. Yeah, yeah, I go, really? And he goes, aye. And I say, you know, Blackbeard, I think I met that fish. And he goes, really? And I go, yeah. And he goes, the fish is a thing of legend. It only takes people where they need to be. And I said, Blackbeard, why did I need to be here? I said, I, the fish took me to an island while I was paddleboarding. And then I, I saw Tom Hanks. And he was crying because he crashed Jeffrey Epstein's plane because he was working for the CIA. And then Jodie Comer fell out of the sky. And then I got on your boat and you took me the wrong way home. And, and I said, Blackbeard, what does this have to do with anything? And he goes... The world works in a mysterious way. Mysterious way. And I go, you know what, Blackbeard? Considering today's events, I'm going to agree with you there. And I said, how do I get the fish to come? And he goes, aye, there be a challenge. And I, I said, I'm, I, I'm not up for a challenge. Blackbeard, really, I, I want to get home now. I'm, I'm, I'm cold because it had fallen to night and it had gotten cold. I said, I'm cold and I'm, I'm scared and I'm alone. I, was, alone, I wasn't alone. scared or alone, to be honest. I felt no, very safe got, with you, Blackbeard you, and I wasn't alone. But, you know. It's it adds dramatical effect. Yeah. And um, I said to Blackbeard, I said, can you just summon the fish and then it can take me home? And he says, well, considering you brought me back to life, I can, I... And I said, thanks, Blackbeard. That's, you've done me a solid there. You've done me a real good favor. I, I'll owe you. I'll owe you. I'll owe you a, a bottle of rum 
at um, a later date um, when you make your comeback. And he said, Arr. So I assumed that was a good thing. <laughs> um, then he, all, all of a sudden, Blackbeard grew legs as a rum bottle. And he started doing a dance and waving his legs in the air. And I said, Blackbeard, what are you doing? He's like, summoning the fish. Are they human And legs? then um, he started yodeling. Yeah, they're like human legs. They're like tiny rum-coloured like human legs. Rum-coloured yeah. baby legs. <laughs> yeah, so they were just jet black legs. legs. Yeah. like. And um, he starts yodeling. So he goes, yodeling, yodeling. And then um, I, I go, uh, Blackbeard, and Jodie Comer's laughing in the corner. And um, Tom Hanks is crying again. <laughs> has, he st- has he stopped crying since, <laughs> since the crash? He, he stopped for a bit, but now he's crying again because he's scared of um, Blackbeard. <laughs> All of a sudden, the fish flies out of the water and, and it, it like lands on the boat. And it looks me dead in the eyes and goes, Hello. And I go, You can talk? And he goes, and I, um, so I was a bit confused, but I thought, mm. look, it's been a long day. I said to the fish, I want to go home now. And he said, of course, come with me. And so I hopped on the fish's back. It grew wings. And then it flew me into the air. And we just hovered above the ship for a bit as I said goodbye to Blackbeard and Jodie Comer. And as I said goodbye to Jodie Comer what, what and um, Tom? Tom Hanks, I said, I said, are there any tips, any acting tips for me? Um, and they gave me some acting tips. Which they told me never to reveal. Um, Very good. Because they're the secret to being a great actor. So um, now you know So now you know the secret. Now I know the secret, yeah. Um, but you can't know it, unfortunately, because it's um, a secret. And I said bye to Blackbeard. I said, Blackbeard, you seem like a great guy. Um, I'm sorry you're a rum bottle. Um, and he said, it's fine. I like it. Um, he said, are it be fine. Oh, he likes it. And um, I said, good for you, Blackbeard. Good. Real good for you. And then the fish flew me home like a bird. Um, but it only did that until, like, civilization was near. And then it dived into the water, swam me the rest of the way. Um, and then, like, I washed up at the shore. Um, and I just walked back to my family and I was like, you will not believe what just happened. And um, I explained my story. And um, that was the end of my day. Wow. So you now know the secret to becoming a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. And you had a nice, you know, basically, you basically just had a nice little weekend uh, with Tom Cruise doing acid. And JD, yes, yeah. Tom Hanks, yeah. Kind of, kind Me of and Tom Hanks like. and Jodie Comer. Tom Hanks and Jodie Comer doing acid. The the rum bottle. Did the rum bottle do that? Yeah, on our special on our special rum we found on a on an island. <laughs> after being after being taken by a two hundred mile per hour fish. Yeah. That then flew you home. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes that makes perfect sense. To be honest, I it think. does. 
that's a that's a very Harry story. This episode story. took an interesting turn. It did. It was really not where I went. To, I expected <laughs> it to go. I, I, I was thinking like we'd talk about like you know what celebrity you'd bring, what book you'd bring, what the last thing you'd eat. It would, what tool would you bring? You know we can do that at some point. I'm sure we can. Like but to be honest, this was more, more fun. <laughs> this was more fun. They got a little so dive into it. our minds. How uh, how we constructed that store those stories. I feel, uh, yeah. Apologies, as mine was really boring. I am. Um, it wasn't boring. It was interesting at points. At points. It's just it was minimalist. I'll edit, I'll edit it around. What did you say? Very. It was very minimalist. You didn't go over the top. You just, you know, you said how you had fun on the island, and then suddenly it's a very strange twist where it turned out Calidus is Area Fifty One, and then you got put in prison for the rest of your life. I did. Well, you know, for the rest of my four lives. Because as yeah. a Scientologist, you know, <laughs> got a lot of lives to live. Of course, it was impressive. That's somewhat. I was just gonna say, I hope everything goes well for you, Harper. Thanks, man. Thanks. Okay. I hope so too. I hope so too. Um, I hope everything goes well for you today. Thanks. You, Harry. You, Ollie, and you, listener. Oh. I hope yeah. Whatever, I whatever time you're listening to this, whether it's you know middle of the morning, middle of the afternoon. Three in the morning, who knows? I hope you're doing okay. You're staying well. And uh, you're taking taking it easy on yourself. Whatever goals you have, smash them. You know? Yeah. Smash them. Grab life by the testicles and yeah. rip everything it has from it. Ram your goals with a bus. Don't look back. Yeah. Exactly. Just, just face fuck your ambition. <laughs> I honestly don't know what to say to that. I honestly do not know what to say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Go face fuck your ambitions. I hope you learned something. I hope someone gets that tattooed on them one day. Yeah. Hopefully. We can someone hope. will. A dedicated middler. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll tattoo an Ollie secretly one day. That'd be great. That would be fun. Maybe we'll I film it. You're not face. You're not. Oh, you're not tattooing. We're that not on face my, fucking on you, no. On my body. <laughs> just we'll on see. the forehead, just straight across the forehead. It definitely will fit. Oh! Wow! Oh! Wow. Big head! Big head! Wow! Wow! Yeah. Well, just as I'm going to go to Harper's therapy session now instead of him because of uh, that comment. I hope everyone enjoys listening. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Uh, if you have, give us a like and follow. Uh, give us a five star. Give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, and if you're listening to us on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe and go comment. Yeah, don't be. What do yeah. you th- Don't be freeloading. Don't be subscribe, silent. like, comment. Tell us we're doing a good job. Or it's don't. Really or tell yeah, us you hate us. Tell us you tell us we're crap. Someone's been disliking our videos. I fucking know. I've, had, Whether, I've got a theory for this, but still. Ah, uh, yeah. I think, I think we all know the theory. But, anyway, you know, we gained a lot of listeners in the past few weeks. And we do have a YouTube channel, exclusive series on the YouTube channel, off the middle, entertaining, five-star review from my Uncle Robert. You know, go check it out. He said, it's a lot like... 
Monty Python's animation? And I said, exactly. It's great. Go watch it. You said that with absolutely no enthusiasm. Yes, because, Harper, I don't think you've realised. Enthusiasm isn't something that I'm good at portraying. You're an enthusiastic man. I'm relatively enthusiastic. enthusiastic. I'm enthusiastic. Uh... I can't talk. Why have you just. I just. I saw you mouthing words. My, my brain, my brain broke. Okay, I'll he say glitched. That. He glitched. If your brain breaks, if you have brain farts, follow. I have one question. One question to finish off this podcast. Yeah. Mostly because this is what I want to name the podcast this week. Yeah. Are you cake? Mm, the world is cake. Don't let them fool you. Everything is cake. <laughs> this is just confusing me. You've just been socially you... conditioned to mm. think you can eat it. But if you really put your mind to it, everything is a cake. Uh, because is it's made of cake. Th- is this a thing that's going on? Have it's you not meme. seen... It's a meme. Okay. Everything, because there's been there's cake bakers, um, who have made cakes like hyper realistic, so like they'll cut into you know it'll be like a a, a fried a fry up. Oh, but it's a cake. And they'll cut into it, and then it's cake. You know what? It looks exactly like a fry up. You know like, what's what weird? Is, what? How lush have loads of products that are shaped like food. But they're not actually products. They're cake. It's all cake. Mate. Yeah, I know, I know, but. How lush have products shaped like food? Cause it's like a soap, but it's shaped like cheese. I don't want to shape. I don't want to put cheese on my body. I think I you're like looking a bit of... too deep into that. Yeah, I but really it's weird. Are... Why are you putting like? Think you're about overlooking it. the Why bigger are issue you here. Going into lush. Would you're you... the last person I'd ever imagine in lush. Because my girlfriend had a voucher. She wanted to use it. So I went with okay. her. Okay. Lush so... gives me headaches. Right. Yeah. Would you want to take a block of cheese and start rubbing it on your armpits? No. No. no but they because, have like deodorant but... shaped like cheese. It's weird. Why shaping listen, it like food? Listen, listen. I don't want to rub a burger on my face. Listen, everything is cake. Okay. And I yep. hope I hope that's helped. If you're listening at home and you're going, oh, I've got this really, uh, I've got this big difficult thing, you know, I've got to, got to go do this. You're not feeling good about it. It's don't right. worry, because you're a big cake. Yeah, take a knife <laughs> and fork, cut into it. You no, don't cake. cut yourself. Don't cut yourself open. No, not into yourself. I meant your task, because it will be cake. Yeah, whatever it is, just know, you can eat it. You'll be okay. <laughs> I can't. It'll be a nice little lemon sponge. You never know. That's the Victoria. Who knows? Well, that's everything from me. I've been Harper Jackson. I've been Ollie Young. And I have been Harry. Just Harry. Just, just Harry. Harry. You know, keeping it simple. Since day you one. You keep it real, bro. Keep it you didn't keep it a real keep since episodes, episode I'm, two. I'm here for the people that want to know there's other people. Exactly. <laughs> keep it cool, keep it keep, keep it cool, keep it keep it, keep it cool, keep it simple, keep it safe, you know? Absolutely. Hmm. Hope everyone stays safe, everyone stays well. And uh, all together, we make straight to the middle and we'll be back next week. But until then, good Bye. I'm imagining Goodbye. the music playing. Bye. I'm like kind of imagining. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Ollie's ruining the music there a little bit, and Harper as well. Goodbye. I carried on, and you better leave it in.